It is Wednesday, the 14th of September 2016, and this is episode 293 of Digital Outbox. Welcome to another episode of Digital Outbox. Uh, I'm Chris. Joined me, joining me is Ian. Hello, Ian. Good evening, Chris. I feel I feel that this is going to be a stuttery mess because we're both knackered, tired. Yeah, they're both tired. But um, we've got a fair bit of stuff to get through because since we've been away, which has been, I guess, just over a week, two weeks, is it? One and a half weeks. It's been a while. Anyway, Apple have decided they're going to um, release some stuff. Sony have decided they're going to release some stuff. And other companies have done stuff. So let's talk about that stuff in Digital Outbox, the technology podcast. The <laughs> technology like podcast. Jingle. What's that? The technology podcast. Just the technology podcast. Yeah. Let's start with the Apple event. Why not? We love the Apple events. Um, I, <laughs> I love it so much that I haven't actually watched it, although <laughs> I've sort of caught up with most of the things i think they talked about um i guess the big news mario's coming to um to apple absolutely this this was like the first big legitimate like shocker and it's more actually big news for nintendo rather than for apple as in that they've now decided to go down that route but nevertheless it's good good capture for apple it's good capture for apple and, and even more so is the fact that shigeru miyamoto was on stage so mm. i i me and shaq and one of the chats we worked with were sharing a little i message oh we're all excited let's all chat about keynote and he so so my colleague was totally like who's that guy because he's not from he's <laughs> not from gaming community and just just I, I, zero recognition and zero interest in games and he was just like, "This is crap. Come on, Apple." And I'm, and me and Shaq were like, "Whoop, whoop, whoop!" Total <laughs> fanboys thinking this is like, just just for Tim Cook should come back on stage and say, "And by the way, Apple are buying Nintendo." But that, <laughs> yeah, that one happened. more thing. So yeah, yeah there's a, a Mario game coming to iOS called Super Mario Run. Um, it's on the App Store now, and something new you can do is notify. So you can little click a little notify button. So when it comes out, you're getting notified. Not that Twitter won't go into a meltdown when it first launches. Um, and it looks really. And knowing that payments. Well, well uh, uh, there is. So, <laughs> so, so at the keynote they said there isn't. But what it is is you can download it for free, and it's a one-off payment. Uh-huh. And it's an in-app payment. <laughs> right. Okay. So okay. I, I think what they're going to do is what maybe the first level, two or three levels free, and then yeah. I, I wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if they actually said twenty dollars, ten dollars, something significant. I can't see Nintendo saying for ninety nine you know dollars or 99p unlock the full game i think it'll be a significant nintendo s type price well yeah i mean it, let's 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 give them that chance to prove us wrong but you, you might be right I'd, you I'd actually be i'd be all right with that um the game the game looks super smart dead easy to play but also had lots of kind of multiplayer aspects to it as well and um uh, yeah and our stickers out so you can, I now have iOS 10 and I download the sticker pack and I can send Mario stickers. My life is complete. <laughs> um, yeah, they chuffed on about education a bit and how good they are at putting stuff into education. And they talked about uh, iWork, how we're, they were now doing real-time collaboration with uh, documents everywhere. So that's good. Um, and that, and Apple- just on that, that just came out yesterday with iOS 10. Mm-hmm. And people did some test um, type links last night, 
and there was like 30 people editing keynotes and yep. 15 people editing um, sheet documents and, and it, it worked. Okay. And um, so... So that gets your juices flowing? Yeah. And I, and I guess the, the only significant thing about that is they've never had good collaboration, whereas Google Docs always had. Mm-hmm. But maybe the functionality was simpler, whereas they're more functionally rich, but the collaboration's been poor. So finally catching up. Apple Watch... Second only to Rolex in watch sales, two thousand fifteen. Uh, no, yeah, you need to be careful. This is this is this is in monetary <laughs> terms, seemingly. And yes, Rolex does sell for quite a lot, quite a lot of money. Yes, all right. But, still. but anyway, what Watch OS three? So that is now an, uh, is a um, is now out. Um, so you, I think we've we talked about it previously about all the things it was going to bring. Yeah, I think I know um, I know have it on my watch. Um, the, and the, the first thing I have noticed when I lift my wrist, the screen takes longer to come on. Just a, it's just a slight, <laughs> tiny nanosecond, but it's enough that I've had it for eighteen months. That is, that's slow. You know it, yeah. That's slow. That's slow. Um, <laughs> and it's not slow, but it's just slow. But the apps are launching a lot faster. Yes. So this was instant launch. Was their technology they were talking about? So you could actually switch between. It was common apps, wasn't it? That it kept now in memory rather than. Uh, uh, well, you can pick them. So uh, they weren't very clear about it, but I can now go and fire up a Dark Sky app, and there's my forecast. You know, so it is actually yeah. usable. Um, it, there's some things seem a bit broken. I don't know if it's just lots of app updates. I mean, I had about forty app updates yesterday, and, mm-hmm. and I know I've got a lot of apps, and there was twenty the day before all getting ready for iOS 10. So some of the complications have disappeared, even though they say they're there. So allegedly I've only got three complications um, available, but I, I have about 23. So, so maybe that'll catch up over the coming yeah. page. Um, but it's definitely faster for launching apps. Um, some of the watch face things, it's just easier to use. Um, I, I, I was a bit disconcerted at 10 past 12 today. It said, breathe. And I was like, I've been breathing all day, <laughs> Apple. <laughs> Otherwise I wouldn't be here. Um, um, so yeah, all the other features that they talked about before. Um, Pokemon Go on Apple Watch downloaded five hundred million times. So that's an, that's across both. So the, the developers were on, and again, it was a kind of second major gaming segment. Again, featuring you know Nintendo characters and slightly Nintendo owned characters. And what they were saying was that that Pokemon Go on uh, iOS and Android has been downloaded a lot. And yep. um, what they're bringing, not now, but soon, is basically a fitness app. So it'll encourage you to walk around. And, yes, um, that's a clever aspect of it. Yeah, do all that kind of stuff. And, and People what, have already walked 4.6 billion kilometres with it, apparently. Yeah. And there was the, there was the, the kind of odd freak story where like, a guy's lost you know, five stone because it, all of a sudden he, he was out catching Pokemon. Sure. I, I do think that, it, that it's died down. Uh, certainly the the hype's all died down but add, adding as a fitness app is a clever direction to sort of take it now so that's quite good um but they also launched um the apple watch series 2 so a nice little update um this one water resistant basically so you can go swimming with it um bit bit brighter bit faster graphics bit uh, more powerful underneath the, the hood um and it's got built-in gps which is its sort of big selling point i guess if I, so being water resistant and GPS in there is uh, two nice additions, I think. Definitely, and emphasize. So the the gold one, which was the, was that the addition they called the first time. And if you remember the first time they launched it, it was all about it's a precision timepiece and and it's quality jewelry thing that you're buying. And it's and it's just, they've just went actually it's all about fitness. And it's all about sport. That's why yes. people are buying these things. That's that's what we need to double down on. Um. So as you said, swim proof. 
Um, and the G- and they've tied up with night plus night plus. Yeah, and the GPS is great. If I was still running, if I was healthy enough to run right now, I would probably have upgraded because I I wouldn't need a phone. I just have the yes. watch, Bluetooth headset, set, and I would be off. Uh, do they say how long that would last though because that, that that's obviously going to be limited i guess not limited as much as your running is but yeah exactly but still. i mean it's not gonna i mean for me that'd be fine i'm sure for some folk that are out running for maybe two three four hours i'm guessing using bluetooth and doing the gps would probably kill it but um i think for for you know average joe runner it's going to be fine so they're talking three hundred and sixty nine dollars um uh the old series one is now going to be priced at two six nine yeah, the other thing about the Series 1 is they're putting a new CPU in it. Right, they're giving so, it a bit more so juice. So they're not just leaving it alone. Yeah. Um, and that comes out this Friday. Uh, out yesterday. No, Friday. What, sorry, the uh, Watch OS came out yesterday. The, okay. the new watches come out Friday. Fine, fair enough. And next, By the time you're reading, the, listening to this, probably. Yeah, next, next October. All righty. Uh, iPhone stuff. So they obviously went back over the iOS 10 updates that they talked about uh, earlier in the year. Um, so you know, bit of everything going on, bit bit of a step up. But obviously, the the new iPhone was the big deal. Um, and it, it got you interested enough. <laughs> yeah. So basically, as I understand it, I, I, I haven't watched this the actual keynote ridiculously, which is silly, really. But um, the form factor, I understand, is the same, um, other than the additional phone. Um, but they've they've now added uh, sort of a, an additional polishing layer outside, which also makes it water resistant. Uh, the, yeah. The, so, the, and if you want, if you've not seen the keynote, then the, the way I've kind of formatted the notes, they talked about the ten main things, ten main things about this iPhone Seven, and the first one was design. Which I thought was a bit cheeky, because it's the same design you've had for the last two years. Um, <laughs> but, but it's smoother. But what what Johnny came on and told us about was it's the ultimate you know form that they could take of this current design and and the people that have held the jet black um, sort off. The, sorry, that's just my watch telling me to do things. Um, <laughs> but the uh, the jet black finish, which is very glossy looking, mm-hmm. seemingly people people that have held it and touched it say it feels fantastic. But what's mm-hmm. noticeable on the website is they say if if you're worried about this will scratch, you will get micro abrasions, and um, going by a case, and you know so Gruber's review, so John Gruber's review came out yesterday and he says within two hours he had some scratches on it and all it had been oh sorry two days, and all it's been in his pocket with nothing else, so it looks like and but he said the other thing I was worried about if it's if it's gloss black I thought that's going to be slippy as hell but he says it's the most tacky iPhone he's had. Mm. Um, so that's, if you're bothered about scratches, that's going to bug you. I mean, no, I'm not one I'd, of the people. I actually preferred to look at matte black. As soon as I saw the matte black, I was like sold. I really like that color. You know, I'm not not particularly keen on. You know, I've got a kind of what you know white silver just now. I wanted to go back to black, and I didn't like the look of jet black compared to matte. I guess it's it's up to you. Home button's got force sensitivity um, built in. Um... So this is a big change. It's no longer a button. Mm-hmm. So every iPhone has actually had a button that you a clickable press. Button. This is now a you know force sensitive solid button, and um, it's got taptic engines in it. And this is the one where it's actually got some people saying this is terrible. Um, it does not feel like a button. It feels like you're touching something that is vibrating, and it's lost. Which is and other people are saying it's really it's fine. 
because the uh, the um, trackpad that I got my Mac, which is only taptic feedback, is is unbelievable how it tricks your mind into so, thinking so, you're clicking. So the people that I've read and can I, I guess trusted reviews are saying it's it's the same technology. But it feels nothing like that. Where mm. where your mind? Because I remember going to the Apple Store and I was like, that's clicking. You, yes, you, exactly. There's definitely something clicking. You're, you're looking it. at it thinking, this is the old MacBook. This is the mm-hmm. old one I'm on. And then you're looking and then you're thinking, I can switch this off. And you switch it off and it's... And then it's just a solid pad. That's it, exactly it, yeah. It is the weird... So it, this will be interesting when I get the phone. Um, you can pick some... And does it make that much difference? As in, even if it doesn't feel like a button, does that matter? Um, the home button on my current phone doesn't is not a button. It's just a... So you know, what I would probably say is it's muscle memory. If you've been an iPhone user for, you know, seven, eight years, you are used to clicking the button. Also used to putting a earphone jack in. Yes, we'll come on to that. Um, so the next point was water and dust resistant. Yes. Um, and, and, and uh, well, great. So you're not going to drop it in a puddle, but you could get it splashed in water and get it out in the rain and it's not going to be too much of a problem. No, I, I, and I, I think you can drop it in like a, a foot and it's still going to be oh, fine. Okay. But when you take it out, it says don't charge for five hours. And it showed you one little funky thing, which was the, when you take, or was it the phone? Was it the watch? I can't remember now if it was the watch or the phone. There was something funky where you take out a water and the speaker goes like that. And yes, the, the, uh, that was the, the watch. Yeah, it kind of vibrates and it does a little spurt out of water. <laughs> <laughs> um, camera is quite a big one. Um, so it's got a new camera, a uh, new 12 megapixel sensor, six element lens. It's got wider aperture availability and optical image stabilization. Um, but on the plus, it's got a... You know the the seven plus. It's got a, a another camera alongside it, which offers extra sort of digital zoom, um, and it's all designed around low light pictures, um, which I think you know in a, in the camera world is an important one, just because of the where the camera gets you know used. So it looks quite compelling. Yeah. So the camera upgrade looks good. The seven plus, as you say, dual. Um, I thought it was a. So, so yes, if you're taking lots of pictures, I guess it makes some sense that you can. So, so basically, I thought it was quite clunkily done. I thought it was going to be something nice and intelligent, but it was basically you're going to take a picture and see if you want to take the zoom. Press the zoom button, it swaps to the lens. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that feels a bit. Um, and then after that, so that basically gives you two times zoom. But they said the picture's so good now. Look, you can keep going, but it's a digital zoom. And digital zooms are a digital zoom. You know, it's your, it's, it's cheating. Um, the one, <laughs> the one that I thought was was really quite un Apple like was the invites were all the kind of bokeh effect, you know, with the kind of bloody pixels and stuff. And and what they said is here's a sneak peek, and it was and it was total total sales pitch from Apple. It was like here's a sneak peek. We gave we asked the team extra credit points. Could they come up with some extra effects using these cameras? And what they've come up with is that they can apply those bokeh effects. So basically, via software using the zoom lens they can de- edge mm. detect and they can blur out the background so you're i'm looking at you right now chris background's blurred out and you in front would look fantastic and then they said yeah. here's some sample images like the one we showed you five minutes ago that was an iphone not one of the expensive cameras that that people have went and got and bought and lots of people were saying that's really good but uh, the two things that kind of worried me it's all in software so it's cheating and secondly, this Android phone's been doing this for a while now, and the software effects don't look that great. You can tell, you know, basically when it's been applied, and if it's been a real camera, it's been done in software. And there's apps in the iPhone that are doing the same as well. So I don't, I don't really know what you're getting. But and also that, that's the bit that's an Apple like. It's not there now. Mm. 
I guess uh, I guess for where most of these photos end up being used, which is not for anything high fidelity, it's just for profile pictures or whatever. It's going to be fine. Yeah, I'm 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 sure you're right. Um, it was just one of those. It was like you're kind of promising something that's not there now. And the extra credit thing was bull. They bought a company last year that 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 had this yes. technology. So it's like it's, it's, everybody knows this. Retina HD display, so 25% brighter, wider color gamut, uh, 3D touch on the buttons, so that's going to be brought to the phones as well as the sort of iPad areas where it's been used most. Um, audio, stereo speakers, two times louder. So the stereo's um, kind of new, right? It's, I don't know if it was mono before, but they spread out the speakers. Yeah, there's basically speakers. The speakers are now um, where they usually are underneath, but also up top where the mm-hmm. where the earpiece is. So you've actually can hold it. There's a wider yeah. spectrum. Yeah, and the, the reviews are saying it's quite loud. So if you're going on a bus or around kids, no doubt you're going to get blasted now. Earpods. So this is their answer to not having a, 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 a an audio jack basically so they come up with these ear pods um which are wireless um audio they've come with a new chip and all sorts uh, and it's gonna have basically each individual pod has a certain amount of life but the, the box that you keep it in when you're not in your ears they will also charge it um, which was a nice little design um choice i think it's quite clever they're they're definitely a smart but so this was again a kind of preempting to to going wireless and removing the audio jack. And this is a bit that kind of stuck in the throat a bit. See if they just come out and said, we want to do it because it's the right thing to do. And we want to do it because it's, you know, we want, you know, X, Y, and Z. But they came out with this. It's courage. We are showing courage to do this. <laughs> and it was just like, you are kidding me on. So it's courage <laughs> to move on and do something new. So, you know, it was, it was like, you know, lightning's in the box. So when you buy an iPhone, you get some lightning ear ear pods. Um, you are um, it saves internal space, so there's more room for battery. It brings the future faster, which was just you, you suck. And and honestly, there was you know usual the Apple keynote. It doesn't matter what it is; it's all whoop whoop. They get a whoop, yeah. It was pretty much silence. It was like you can't believe you pulled that courage line out. It was just noticeable, just just how poor it was. And so they've went lightning as a, as a digital audio connector. And it's just going to cause, there's no getting away from it, it's going to cause issues. But they have surprisingly put the adapter in the box. So there is a lightning to analog port adapter. So if you've got a current okay. set of headphones that are, you know, the normal, you know, analog connection, just plug that in and you're good to go. Looked a bit clunky though. I think, I think, I think anything in a transition phase is going to be clunky. The issue I've got is, I mean, because people were saying, oh, well, the first iPhone had a really bad connector. And if you go back to Nokia phones, they never had a headphone socket. And it's like, yeah, but it's yeah. become a standard. And it always has yeah. been a standard. And I'm not going to have a lightning port on, you know, my amp, for example. It's going to be a headphone socket. You mm-hmm. know, so if I buy some high-end headphones, I'm going to be compromised. I'm going to have a compromise now wherever I go. They're not all going to swap to lightning. It's just not going to happen. When Samsung, so already there's rumours that Samsung's next Galaxy is going to drop the headphone port. They're not going to go Lightning over USB C. Yeah, yes, so and that's where probably we'll end up. Yeah, and that's and that's just where I think there's a there's still a challenge right now. So you're going to see somebody going and spending five hundred quid in a really high end set of headphones with Lightning, and in two years' time, it's like actually USB C is where the market's gone. 
or will Apple always say it's Lightning because they want to be proprietary? And there's a good chance they will because that's where they were before. It was always and that. they can sell that. Well, and manufacturers will make stuff for them because they know they can sell enough. Uh, exactly. No matter, even if they have to have two versions of it, at least they can sell enough with the iPhones. Too. And as you say, the AirPods did look nice. They looked a bit weird, um, but they looked looks nice. a bit. Yeah, they got like they're like earbuds with long tails, basically. So once they're in your ear, it does look a bit strange. Yeah. Um, but I guess that's the only way they could fit all the gubbins in and have a battery going on as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, one hundred and fifty nine dollars, and I guess this is the mm. first one where it's actually dollar to pounds. So it's one hundred and fifty nine pounds. Um, yeah. and they're out in October so again something else that was kind of shown as one of the 10 reasons you want this but you'll have to wait to get so that was like you know so two out of the 10 features are coming you know either next month or before Christmas Alrighty so let's briefly run down so Apple Pay we've got some performance increases on these phones as well so there's they're good they're nice and fast and a nice step up uh, long battery life uh, and we're talking uh, well, it's up to seven hundred and sixty nine dollars for the sort of top end. Yeah, ones. so I've put I've put some pricing down there. So, um, I guess where where Britain have been hit particularly bad is Brexit prices have basically kicked in. Um, so yeah. a, a iPhone Plus, for example, mid tier used to be six hundred and ninety nine pounds. It's now eight hundred and nineteen. Yeah, it's mega mega bucks now. Um, and so I get so the, the bit that was it. The bit that was good that maybe we've not mentioned, they've doubled up the RAM in each one or the memory. So where it used to be 16, 64 and one. And that always was the big jump in cash for uh, for Apple. That it was always a, charged lots for their memory. It was well, it was like hundred quid. So that was the bands. Used to, I think it used to be like five forty, six hundred, seven hundred. And it's and it's and it's now it's no more than that. The other thing that happened and it's in the article underneath, there was at, there was so in America they actually cut the price of some of their iPads in the Britain to put them up. Yeah, um, and again, looks like it's back to Brexit. I mean, we covered it that Dell, HP had put up their laptop prices, so maybe no surprise that there's been a no, no surprise at all because the the currency is ten percent weaker. So it's you know you're going to see that ten percent increase, and that's kind of where they are really with it all. Yep. Um, but this, it turns out when it actually comes to reality, it's quite a big chunks of cash on these big um, big buying decisions. Uh, uh, one other thing that was of interest: they launched an upgrade program in America last year, so you could subs- basically it's almost like a subscription. And you pay your thirty-five or thirty dollars a month. Yes. Um, it's basically free um, HP you're getting, and you are um, every year you can upgrade basically. Um, and at first I was like, oh, that might be, and then I was like, no, it's not because it includes Apple Care, and I don't usually take Apple Care out on the phone. Um, if you do take Apple Care out on the phone, it's actually a cheaper way of buying because you save about thirty pound yeah. a year. So um, if you are currently buying a phone every year or every two years and taking out Apple Care, then look at the upgrade program. It's kind of a no-brainer, yeah. Yep. If you don't take out Apple Care, you're just giving them more money. Yes. Uh, okay, so that was the kind of Apple event, really. Uh, the Sony event also happened. Um, so their big announcements were uh, a slightly restyled PS4. Um, two five nine. That's going to cost you, so quite a good price for a console. Uh, but they also announced their PS4 Pro. So this is their kind of next level up one. I think the idea, generally speaking, is to up the power enough to give you full HD um, games and also 4K sort of video and and whatnot. Um, yeah, everything's supposedly going to be um forward compatible <laughs> and some games i'm sure will be coming out that are only ps4 pro but generally they're saying anything that you can currently play on your ps4 you can then play on your ps4 pro 
Yes. I, I must admit, I was, I was quite underwhelmed. I was looking forward to the event and what, what this was going to show. And PS4, what everybody was calling PS4 Slim, is, is just now PS4. So from tomorrow, yeah. you can just buy a, a smaller PS4. Again, nice price, nice design. But the Pro, I was really underwhelmed. It's a hard thing for them to demo because you're watching a stream which is in HD, not yes. 4K. Yeah. It wasn't in HDR. Uh, but looking on the screen, it's like, I'm, I'm struggling to see much difference here. And they kept on emphasizing 4K and they kept on emphasizing HDR. I can understand HDR, but we're not going to see 4K gaming. So we're already seeing screenshots. No, no. So just four K video, yes. Really. Yeah, but no, but they 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 emphasise. So I'm I, this isn't me. They emphasise games are natural for four K and HDR, not streaming TV. It was games no, are natural. They haven't got for enough 4K. power in this one. No, and that's I think I think that's what a lot of people have said. That, that, that although yes, they've done a good thing in that this beats the Xbox One S or whatever it's called, um, but it but it doesn't. If, for anyone who's already got a PS4, this does not stop someone thinking, right, I'm going to wait for Microsoft's project, whatever they're calling it at the moment. Scorpio. Their next gen coming out early to what, 2017-ish. Um, th- that's the one that looks like it's got the power to be able to deliver maybe 4K gaming. I think even that might struggle. I, I still I still think the Scorpio is going to be all around... Because let's be honest, the current consoles don't deliver 1080p. That's just, that's just no. the bottom line. Um, you get the odd game which does it, but they're but they they're compromised. And has it really ways. affected us though? No, but but I think it's back to the the previous generation. We're doing seven twenty p gaming. These generations were all sold in ten eighty p gaming. They're now selling it in four k yes. gaming. It cannot do it. So I've just seen some screenshots no. before they come on tonight, and it was Rise of Tomb Raider, and it was comparing it with a high end PC and the PS four Pro. It looked really disappointing. It looked like yeah. some. It looked like you were comparing a last gen and this gen console. Yeah. So it's hard to sit here and think, yeah, next month I'll give you another, you know, three hundred fifty quid. And again, a bit like the uh, the Xbox One um, S. I don't think this is for people who have already got a PS4. I think this is for people who still haven't made the jump um, to give them a reason to do it now. Um, so I, I think that's the the main one, and and they're both laying this foundation for intermediate console um, stages that maybe a continuous development rather than a uh, you know, generation by generation. What they did, the one aspect I was more excited because I'm I'm not like you. I don't have a 4K TV, you know, so I'm not going to see 4K games. You know, even if I had a, yeah, you know, if, even if I bought one. But it was the the talk. There was lots of rumors about how it's going to help um, with the uh, PlayStation VR, which comes out in a month's mm-hmm. time. And they did say that the, the, it does offer developers a chance to give a smoother performance and better frame rate. So there was some talk there. And again, if it does end out being a big difference, I might be tempted, but not right mm-hmm. now. It'll be into next year. Um, the other thing that around HDR, it's actually now out on the current PS4. So the version 4 firmware update that came out yesterday now brings you HDR gaming. So if you've got an HDR TV, then you're going to see some better looking games. Microsoft uh, came out with their UK data centers to, for its cloud service. So um, this this offers various improvements for, I guess, for people in the UK, uh, especially where companies are worried about where their data stored and not just companies when there are regulations about where you can store data. So having a UK uh, data center specific means that uh, companies can more 
more easily store all their user data in a place where they could do it. Uh, and this offers um, companies who are worried about security also a way of um, sort of bubbling away their their storage needs um, without sort of interfering with other people. Yeah, I mean, this is a... We don't cover enterprises too much here, but this this one jumped out to me. This is a really this is a really big deal. Um, you know, mm-hmm. for the Ministry of Defence to move to some cloud offerings, um, yep. and basically the guy that heads up, you know, um, the, basically the information officer at MOD, he had he had basically said to Microsoft, stand up the service, oh, and I will move our services to. Um, so I guess yeah, they because hired... they're so out of date, and a lot of big organisations are because they the the security kind of auditing and stuff that they have to take into account is... is so massive they yep. can't possibly keep up. But maybe a cloud based solution where they can store data securely um, in their own kind of warehouses uh, is is a way of them being able to keep up to more to date with with the current crop of technologies. And, and as we've covered before, there is a real issue about, you know, data getting sent abroad and, and yes. who actually owns it. And we've seen, you know, recently, you know, Microsoft and the US government were basically saying, you need to give us data from abroad because you're a US company. And it's like, no, we are not. So again, the, the where data is held is becoming really important. Yeah, and it looks like Amazon are going to offer a similar kind of data warehousing in the UK as well, as well as their other areas they've got around, so Ireland and whatnot. Um, Microfocus is a UK company. Have you heard of them? Um, I've I've not heard of them. No, neither have I. <laughs> but they're apparently they're a very big company, and they've just got very much bigger because um, they they've just come out with a deal with Hewlett Packard for six point six billion. Uh, so this is a massive increase in the size of this uh, Microfocus. Uh, apparently, they they specialize in. Um, maintaining software beyond its kind of operating um, boundaries so that companies don't have to upgrade. They can just keep going with the same software they've been using for a while. So that's kind of their focus. And some of Hewlett-Packard's basically um, older infrastructure stuff is now being handed over to Microfocus for for them to to run with. And they seem very happy about this. Yeah, it's a a big deal. I mean, it basically makes them a, a very big provider, not in the UK, but around the world. Uh, it's yes. just weird the way some of these big transactions happen. You know, HP, you know, basically buy that UK company for ten billion and then say it's not worth it, and then it gets bought back for less. It's yeah, all very Mental. strange. A lot of money can swapping hands. Uh, Twitter is added some features, so now it's adding basically acting more like a messaging app. So you'll be able to see read receipts. So when someone's actually read your private message, you'll be able to see that uh, typing indicators, uh, web link previews, all the kind of things we've come to expect from things like Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp and all those kind of things uh, now are going to be rolled out to Twitter. They do offer you the option to turn those features off. So if you don't want people knowing when you've read their di- um, direct message, you can now turn that off as well. Um, all seem like sensible um, decisions and things they can easily implement. Uh, they've also implemented their longer, sorry, they, they, they've released the date where they're going to offer you the option for longer tweets. Um, not so much longer tweets as much as the the characters that are non-specific um, to your message. So things like usernames or links to places and things like that are no longer part of your 140 limit. So you can actually get a 140 character message rather than have to reduce that if you've got a link to a web page or whatever in it. Uh, that's coming September 19th. Yeah. Um, so to, I guess, the message thing, kind of bit of a no-brainer one. Surprised they never did it years ago. Um, yeah, 
and longer tweets is all good. I'm kind of glad they're still sticking at the kind of 140 character limit. I don't, I don't want to end up with a tweet being like somebody putting in 500 words. Yes. You know. Although that's... they have said that in your direct in your direct messages DMs. and private messages, you are now unlimited. So. Yeah, and I think that makes sense there. But there's yes. something about that service and just seeing small snippets of yes, the small chunk. Yeah. That's that's what yeah. I liked about it. Yes. And I was. Otherwise, getting... it's not microblogging. Yeah. <laughs> And I was getting quite annoyed, not annoyed, but I can understand why people were doing it with the kind of screenshots where they were like, I've written a big long bit of text in a notes app and I'll now take a screenshot and I'll attach it and here's what I want to say. Here's my 300 words. Yes. And I, and I still quite like the tweet storms that happen because it does feel like somebody's in a rage and it, and it works <laughs> that way when yeah, I read it. Yeah. It's like a blah, 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 yeah. blah. Melons who have left and I'm really distraught <laughs> and I can't believe I've done this and BBC, you're disgraceful. There we go. Get their feelings out there. Um, <laughs> yes, so that's. Uh, I also noticed that it seemed that Twitter. I don't know whether it was just me. Uh, it seemed to be keeping up with where I had got to, as far as. Oh. Um, so instead of dropping me back at the top of my list, it seemed like it said it's showing me now where I left off, kind of thing. So uh, that's that, interesting. That, I don't. That might have just been the way my app was handling things at the time. But anyway, it definitely uh, looked to be a thing where I could carry on from where I left off. I, um, I, must, I must admit, I fired up the Twitter main app. The, not the main app, but you know what I mean. Their own official app yeah. on iOS about last week, week before. And I was horrified. Just just mm. hate, hate, hate that app. And it's it's maybe just I've, I'm stuck in my ways with how Tweetbot works, but I like the mm. timeline. And all this about here's what you missed and here's what we think's interesting yeah. and here's what... Then it's like, where's the actual tweets from people that want to see? I was just not <laughs> getting any. And I was like... But I have... To, uh, it, I guess they're putting all these things in because the most people that actually end up using it don't use it like you, which is this avid, you know, Thanks. watching for every single tweet that comes in. Uh, they are launching on Apple TV, Fire TV and Xbox One. So uh, their reach is getting wider. So they will have official apps on those platforms. Anything we need to know about those? Uh, yeah. So do you remember the streamed? Uh, what was it? Was it one of the was it one of the football friendlies or was it was something they streamed? A UK mm -hmm. football match or something. Yeah. I don't know if it was a Man U game or something. I can't remember, but I do remember them streaming and, something. And yeah. people were saying, "Wow, this is the first. This is the first time they streamed something, and it worked really well. Really high quality, good HD. Didn't drop for anybody." Um, so the the big thing about this is they're on, you know, as you said, the two TV platforms, Xbox One. So it's all about tomorrow. They start their their NFL Thursday night football games, so you can watch it. But also the second interesting, you don't need a Twitter login. So they're, okay. actually, they're almost like saying, we, we have other options here. Yeah, we've got this deal, but we're not telling you that you have to go and register for a Twitter and you need to understand what Twitter is. What you watch it, just go and watch it. Um, so that's a, 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 an interesting thing, especially as there was lots of rumours last week that they were for sale. You know, the boards met, we are for sale, but we have no serious you know offers at the moment. And still lots of people saying, Google, just go and buy them because you need a social network and you keep on trying to make your own. At least this is one that's alive. As long as it was bought with not a view to growing it, if it was bought with just a, this is what Twitter is, this is what it does, and this is how it works really well. That, I just think the, the the problem they've got at the moment is that they just can't figure out how to grow it. But no. it's still valid for what it does. If you think about how it's integrated to everything that we read and like the media and stuff, it's amazing how, you know, how wide it is yet it's just it's a not growing platform basically no so. and i still can't get over the amount of news reports i watch is. and and it's a somebody saying you no know, spokesman said and he's reading out the tweet 
He's reading yeah. out the tweet I read half an hour ago. This isn't news. Yeah. You're just reading from Twitter. Unbelievable. And, and, and say, but it just love it for what it is rather than what, you know, the, the 10 billion people you want using it instead. But I don't know if somebody's done it. Anything. Somebody should just start up a daily podcast that is like the daily tweets and, and just, just reads out the reads today's tweets. news and, and tweets. Done. Facebook has backed down on its napalm girl censorship. So this was the the, the famous photo um, of the girl in Vietnam running away from um, a napalm attack. Uh, it was um, censored by Facebook because it obviously involved um, a picture of a naked girl. Um, they have since backed away from that. They they kicked up a lot of storm. Although the media organizations did saying, "Look, Facebook, you you've got a lot of responsibility here as a." massive news organization really in, in reality you can't go fake you can't go um um censoring things like that uh, and they they've done the right thing yes i'm actually surprised that i'm surprised it, it carried on as much as it did because there were yes. there, there were there were you know lots of censorship and and it was all it was all getting a bit too much and there were you know norway's prime minister was getting these Posts taken down and all sorts of things, and it's like you are going too far on this. You know, Apple it's... had the same, exactly the same problems though, where you can't. There is no one big moral compass. The world is very different. What we consider to be um, uh, absolutely essential is is considered to be repulsive by other people. So it's it is a it is an impossible tightrope for a company to walk, um, and they're going to fall off it, and they have. And I guess it's how you deal with it after that. That counts. It is. So I think I think they've came to the right they came to the right decision and, and they're saying that, you know, it'll take a few, you know, I think it was a few weeks for algorithms to get updated to make sure it doesn't, you know, automatically, you know, take it down again. But at the same yeah. time this was going on, there was a there was a girl in Ireland taking them to court because she was fourteen years old. Yes. Um, naked photo shared on some sort of shame page and Facebook are saying you yeah. can't take us to court on this. And she was she was arguing that I am a fourteen year old girl. This is this is a revenge thing, and uh, you have the technology in order to DNA fingerprint a photo and stop it from being shared, yep. and therefore you should be doing that in this case. And I think the reason I just brought it up it's a fine line, and it's, it's, yeah. sometimes they seem to pick strange things to fight and argue. You know, yeah. so they're what they're going to court because we don't want to be taken to court, and they were fighting that, and at the same time they're taking these images down, and it's like. You, you seem to be fighting two different arguments here. Mm. Uh, Dropbox has had to respond to accusations that the Mac desktop client is hacking its the OS ten security layer. Um, a bit of, I wouldn't say a storm in a teacup. This is they were doing things in a sort of slightly offhand way in order to make sure that they're operating. You know, the, the Dropbox client will work when going through updates um but it, but it just left a bit of a uh, an ugly feel because it was done in a kind of surreptitious way the way they were getting permission from users was a bit of trickery really uh, they were getting more permissions than they needed just to do they they're promising us they're not using it in a particularly nefarious way but they could have done i think is the the problem here yes. uh, they have said that they are going to address the way they use the apis um and they will come up with a better solution to this and a more honest solution going forward. Yeah, I think I think you you were bang on when you said it was a storm of teacup because when it all blew up, it was all over hacking news and it was all over any if you followed any kind of Apple Twitter people, there's lots of them saying, I'm deleting Dropbox. I love it, but I'm deleting it. This isn't on. They take passwords and it's like, whoa, where's the evidence? Yeah, so there's lots of lots of these lots of, you know, 
hackery type people saying we've got evidence, but there was none. Um, and as you say, it was more just they were probably a bit sort of surreptitiously in the background doing something based on the permission you've given them, and they're going to make it a bit more self-evident going forward. But they do not grab your admin password and they're not doing no, they said that, that you know it's done via an api and that api is an apple api and therefore it's held yes. within the system not not exposed to them so as you say it was a, almost like a kind of 48-hour storm roundabout it. Uh, but there's enough there's enough substance there to to make them have to respond to it uh, and also correct it going forward as in they are doing things in a, in a not too clean and clever way shall we say uh, and and therefore it's 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 kind of good that people are on the lookout for companies making these shortcuts and these security shortcuts because um, it shows that there are at least some people looking at it rather than just blindly accepting that it does what it's and, it does. And we, I'll, I'll be honest, and there's so much I just trust now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just it's just like yeah, it stick, happens magically. Yep, and we don't up, know yeah. how. I'm sure it's all fine. And no doubt, if we if they did it in the official Apple way we would get frustrated with how inconvenient it was when we're doing updates and things that suddenly it would all come come crashing down. We had to reinstall or whatever. So, yeah. Yep. Um, Amazon launching one-hour delivery, restaurant delivery in the UK. So you can go and order takeaway, basically, and within an hour, as long as you're in the right places of London. Um, and is it just London at the moment? Yeah. I think it is. Uh, yeah, you, you can have delivery. So they're basically they're branching out into food delivery as well. Um, free on orders over fifteen pounds. Yeah, so try to stomp on Deliveroo, and Deliveroo is Deliveroo is a very nice service if you've got it in your area. Um, we've got it around here now, and it's um, you get a nice range because because where it where Deliveroo I've tapped into is and it's the kind of restaurant that wouldn't do takeaway. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so yes. you nice quality restaurants that they're that they'll deliver very quickly, and um, and you've got Uber. Is it Uber Eats? I think Uber's calling their one as well. Um, so. We'll see how it goes. There's people just having a big network of either delivery vans or delivery drivers or cars and thinking, what can we do in the meantime to make this enhance our... Yeah. You know, we're st- already delivering things, so why not do it for I still see it as... A, I mean, when you order something from Amazon, who delivers it? Uh, it varies for me. So we, but it's normally local um, couriers now. Yeah, we used to be like, you know, DPD, DPD all the time. Loved it. And then they just cancelled the, cancelled the contract with them and they went with Amazon Logistics, it's called. And it's just white vans. Yeah. It's just white yeah, vans. Yeah, which basically and, means it's white vans. And yeah. yeah, and it's it's, and I guess it's because now they're working to these sort of local hubs, so they can now just deliver to local shops, even when you don't ask them to, and then the vans can pick up from there. And at first, it felt thing. amiss because you got used to DPD giving you an hour long slot. And, yeah, DPD um, was a really good service, and is a good service. It is a good service, and it was an hour long slot, and you could easily cancel. You could text them and change it. It was all yep. really user focused, and Amazon was like, "It's coming today." But then, you know, you're seeing some things where well, I'll order something at four o'clock and it's coming tonight. And you're like, wow, that, that, that yeah. is nice. You know, and I still think, that, to me, Amazon are just going to build a logistics service, a full one. You know, they'll just do everything. Yeah. Even bigger news from Amazon, though, uh, Echo is now coming to the UK or is in the UK. So you can go and buy the Echo voice controlled speaker. Um, this will excite someone not too far away who's got lots of automation dreams and alexa <laughs> the echo speaker might uh fulfill those dreams for you uh i i i am disappointed and and <laughs> because, because because i did say i i'm always tempted to go and ship one in and i was always worried about you know american voices and all that kind of nonsense yeah. and so amazon launched it today 
um you can you can buy them buy basically buy the echo now if you're a prime user instead of paying 150 pounds for it you can get it for 100 as long as you order before friday so again yeah very kind of like go on just buy it just buy it just buy it um and you can now get the the new dot version so the dot is a kind of smaller version that allows you to do the hey alexa ask all the challenges but it's not got it's got a small speaker but it's not for playing music um and i'm just so tempted just to just to get this to try it because that whole conversational stuff you know that i can sit here and say hey alexa turn the lights on and i just turn on you know it's like it's like pretty nice um so i and i I said to you before the podcast i've spent so much money this month that i I can't do (laughs) just a little hundred pounds more just a little hundred pounds but i'm pretty sure i did see it you two weeks ago i'm not going to buy an iphone yeah you did in fact it wasn't even two weeks ago it was your adamant no, I'm not, I'm not buying this phone. My I'm not pal. buying it. I buy well, it. And the, phone, the phone thing, it's, it's two years old. So it's just the, even just getting the 3D touch and the, the better performance and the updated camera, it's like, that's enough for me. You know, from my, I use it so much during the day. That's enough. Anyway, an Echo, I'm very tempted. It, it won't be long. And I guess 50 quid in a couple of months' time won't feel any more than, than, than so you, and you I'm may sure, save it. But... I'm sure they'll Prime Day, they'll do another offer they'll around do another them. one, yeah. You know, yeah. this is just to get them moving. Are you at all tempted? Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't know why, though, at the moment. This is my... <laughs> the big problem is, you know, I, d- I don't know if I've got any particular use for this. Do you, so you're a Spotify user, aren't you? Uh, only on my desktop. Ah, right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was sitting there thinking that just that whole, hey Alexa, play. I'd need to I'd need to look into what it offered me before it's actually because yeah. otherwise you're just gonna have a speaker that just does the internet searches, which is a bit rubbish. Yeah, hey Alexa, what are you just such a <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyway, that's the end of our news. So thanks for getting through it with us. Not bad, forty five minutes when we've had an Apple event. I think that's probably a record for us. Um, so good job uh if you want to find out more about us who we are what we do you can do digitaloutbox.com is our website info at digitaloutbox.com if you want to talk to us and we're also on twitter as digitaloutbox um my racing stuff is on academyracer.co.uk um and i'm on twitter as cheesy uk when i can be bothered um ian where do we find you uh i am on twitter as Reaper. Um, my blog is ind.net and if you have got ios 10 installed my slightly favourite new thing is sticker packs for iMessage, which makes me sound <laughs> like a 12-year-old girl. But, um, but Mario is there, and there's also one called Comic Talk, which just lets you send, like, like, like boom, and um, kapow, and little comic <laughs> books. So. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Um, I think we better just go now. <laughs> Kaboom! Kaboom, kapow. Speak to you later. Ta-da. So yeah, I need to get you off Hangouts now. <laughs> Just so I can bombard you with... Um... I, unfortunately, I haven't got... Any, um, I know. In fact, my iPad's not even charged. No, I know. Um, without uh, an iDevice. <laughs> iCock. <laughs> well, it's a, I, I, I can see lots of people... Uh, there's a couple of iPhone diehards at work who were like, I'm going to switch to Android because there's just not enough coming.
you know, one one guy who is all in Apple at home, but he's got a work Samsung, and he's like, this phone's far better than iPhone. My, I, I really like my um, my OnePlus three. Yeah, I did point out to him that the iPhone probably won't blow up, but. <laughs> 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 But but it, honestly, there's just there's something about the so people want to see a design change, and when they don't see a design change, it's just it's the same phone. The double CPU for most people is like who cares, you know the the better camera who cares it was good enough already. It's just there's just not enough hook there, and um, they want to see something different. I still remember when I got one about three four years ago, and somebody went, "Is that the new one?" I was like, "Yeah, it doesn't look any different than the old one." Yeah, it's just internals. There's no point in me buying it then. <laughs> yeah. They wanted a different design to say I've got the latest iPhone. And if they can't yep. tell the difference, they're not interested. No, agreed. Other sneaky bit that I never mentioned? Apple are no longer going to release sales figures. Okay. Uh, you know why? Because they're not good enough anymore. No, 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 no. How, how are very un-Apple. Uh, the, 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 re, the, the reason is, see, because our, our logistics are so good, we know how much we're going to sell. So tell them the press the week after doesn't get us anywhere. We know how much we're going to sell. <laughs> And and I love that somebody pulled out the Steve Jobs quotes from years ago when he was talking about the Kindle, saying, "Well, they don't the people who don't release sales figures um, don't want to tell you the story." Yes, and I they, that's uh, why they're not willing to tell you. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Right, it's time for Bake Off. Another sad story of woe. <laughs> 